Happy holidays, Mike. Happy holidays. <laughs> That's quite the year, eh? This Holy is, this cow. Is, <laughs> this, like, it's hard to say, right? Because 1961, we have the Fantastic Four came onto the scene and changed the world. Uh, right. 1962, we kind of saw the ramifications of that, and we had aliens and monsters and like, you can, things we couldn't even believe before. But somehow in 1963, it feels like we've almost tried to top it. Yeah, it's been out of this world. I mean, literally and uh, and metaphorically as well. So it's just um, you know, I have I've spoken about many things that have, that have popped up over the year, over the year, and I think we've been able to identify some pretty crazy, sort of interesting themes. Not crazy themes, but interesting themes because I think we've entered a new, a whole different, not a whole different, but a new category, a new level of the the wild where that we're in. Like if you told me today that we'd be where we are right now with respect to how many superheroes and superpowered individuals there are and how far humanity has pressed beyond our world. If you told me that in 1961, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have believed it. Right. I mean, we've just grown so much in those two, in these last two years. Well, hey, you, you might not even have believed it on December 31st, 1962. Like this, this <laughs> year, like, this, I think we could sit back and think about kind of what's happened this year. Cause at the end of 62, the, we had some superpower people, right? The Fantastic Four mm-hmm. were around. Thor was around. Ant-Man was around. Spider-Man was around. And then, like, there was Mystery Man, maybe? Like, there, there, there wasn't very much beyond that. But if, if you asked if you asked me to list off every superpowered individual alive in the world right now, I, I don't think I could do it. My, 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 my unaided recall would definitely not be 100%. There's so many of them. That's right. And now, how about this, Ed? What if somebody asked you, how many Atlantises are there? You know, <laughs> a year ago, if someone asked you that, you'd be like, uh, what? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Like, uh, um, so I think let's try, let's try, try to like structure it a little bit for, for our listeners and just try to figure out, okay, what, like, what are the big themes of this year in terms of how things have changed? Like, a year ago, mm-hmm. we did this. We did our big year, our, our themes of 1962. Uh, we had, we ended up with, with six of them. Um, mm-hmm. I think now we can kind of, kind of move past 62 and be like, hey, what, what, what's, what's, what's new now that, that wasn't there in 1962 that's worth talking about? Right, right. I think we've been able to, we've kind of carved it up into four like separate uh, categories and four separate themes that, that make a lot of sense. And so I think um, the first one that we're going to talk about is about um, just simply growth, like whether we're in the, the, the part of the hockey stick that goes sh- shoot straight up with respect to, um, you know, the proliferation of superpowered individuals and this super this this next level world that we're in yeah they're, they're, again we just we just said it earlier right there's there's so many of them now you can't even keep track of them all they um and and what's interesting is that's led to other events right so because there's so many of them in the, in the past there was hey there was a, there was the fantastic four and then there were a mm-hmm. couple of uh, stragglers beyond that but now those stragglers have basically combined and so we have the the avengers now who are kind of a another team of superpowered individuals that um are, are different than the fantastic four but still like an am- amalgamation of superpowered people and uh almost like right on top of the creation of the avengers was the creation of, of these x-men that are another group of, of again superpowered individuals so that they now that you when there's only a handful of these superpowered people out there they they're almost by definition need to be individuals but now that there's so many you can see them forming into like i don't know cliques clubs groups i don't know what you call them yeah you got to wonder so so one of the things we talked about before and i and i wonder for the future is like how do they decide on their membership right so 
if you kind of relate it to sports teams, like, you know, they trade, they trade players all the time. I mean, maybe you, you think that maybe the Avengers could use somebody with wings on their team or somebody with eye blasts and somebody in the X-Men, maybe they'd want to have, I don't know, someone that could get really big, you know, and maybe there's, like, you, you think that they might have a need for a changing membership or maybe just that they, these, these different, you know, superpowered teams are going to find their own niches, right? Because the Fantastic Four in this last year, we saw that they were more or less turning down work, right? To focus That's on the right. things that they preferred. Like they, they, they didn't want to go, was it the, the, the lizard in Florida that they, they refused to go address? They did was that the that. one I'm thinking well, of? Yeah, yeah. When, and then when Oct, uh, Dr. Octavius went and took over the, uh, um, the, uh, the plant on the, in the Eastern seaboard, um, that we called them the Fantastic Four to help, and they were they were too busy giving inspirational speeches at high schools to go and deal with it. And Spider Man had to jump in. Yeah, so you got to wonder, like, and we know that the X Men have been working pretty closely with the government, actually, which is interesting, like almost as an, a separate arm of the government. And so, and I and, and I don't really know where the Avengers fit in, other than that they deal with they've been doing some weird stuff, you know, like well, some weird things that have happened. It, it seems that the Avenger are, are some kind of arm of, of the Star Corp. It feels like mm-hmm. Star Corp is, yeah. is fun. Like, like, Iron Man has, has, has come out. He's clearly working for Star Corp. The other ones, they haven't said it in so many words, but it sure looks like that's where their funding is coming from. Yeah. Because we know that the Fantastic Four seem to make their money off of their, you know, Reed Richards inventions and also movies, I guess. Um, and we know that the, we don't know much about the X-Men, but working with the government seems to, it's logical that they'd be, you know, be funded by them. But yeah, the Avengers would make more sense because of Iron Man, that they would actually have their operations funded by Stark, you know, Stark Enterprises, Stark, Stark Corp, right? Yeah. And so, so I think if, if this is the trend, you can imagine this going further, right? Where, um, if there are more and more of these super powered people, the governments are going to get involved. The corporations are going to get involved. Foundations are going to get involved. And we'll, we'll see different funding mechanisms for making superheroes happen. I can see that. But then also, I think that we also have to accept the fact or, or recognize that there's, there, seems, there does seem to be some fluidity, though, right? Because we know that um, Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, teamed up with Spider-Man, I think, on more than one occasion, right? He was, he was off on his own quite a bit. And then also he teamed up with Spider-Man at least once, if not twice, um, to fight crime. Like, how do you know that at some point you might just say, forget it, I'm, I'm leaving the Fantastic Four and I'm going to just pair off with this guy because we work better together. And, and again, and why not? Like, it feels like we're not at the stage of your sports teams trading players back and forth with a big giant institutional uh, NFL uh, rulings above that. There's no like, there's no organization that sits on top of the Fantastic Four and the Avengers and the X-Men and the Spider-Man. Um, but they, uh, but we could get there, right? Like, it, it, it you could if if we had ten or a hundred times more superpowered people as we do right now, then that's the place where maybe every city has their own like group of superpowered people and they trade back and forth uh, and it's funded by local taxpayers. That's right. I could see that. And but also, but maybe it's on the other hand, maybe it's just that some people just don't really want to be part of any group. And maybe they want to have some kind of flexible arrangement where they occasionally help out um, and then occasionally don't, and they just or they want to focus on local issues, right? I mean, we've seen that Spider-Man hasn't joined at any teams, right? So it seemed, other than going down to, going down to Florida once, he wanted to deal with more local issues, really. Yeah. And, and so stay I in think, New York. Yeah. And so I think like, we're, we're still in the early stage of, of, of this stuff. As, as crazy as everything has changed, um, it hasn't changed the world so much that we've like institutionalized the, 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 the craziness that's happening in, in front of us. Uh, although we are at the stage where um, that we're big enough now that fraud is happening. 
Um, yep. If you tried to impersonate a superpowered person a few years ago, you'd be laughed laughed out of the room. But now it's not uncommon for people to impersonate people like Spider Man. Well, Spider Man seems to be the easiest one to impersonate, right? Because um, to a large degree, you could impersonate him by being a certain size of body and then just, I guess, looking kind of strong but putting on a mask. Where, but it, but um, so he seems he's been impersonated I think, more than once. Uh, number one, number two. Like Johnny Storm's been impersonated. I think I think he's been impersonated twice too, which is I, kind of crazy. I, I, you I think that's, only, yeah, they, they, it's, I don't, I, like, well, he he did the impersonating one time, right? So I think he was impersonated. The wizard impersonated Johnny Storm, but then Johnny right. Storm went and impersonated Spider Man. Right, that was it. That was it. But like, you think that you know, it's it's complicated, like how you could actually light yourself on fire and fly through the air. That that seems like a, a hard, um, yeah you know set power set to to, to manufacture and, and create like technological wise and so but he, but the wizard did and um and it fooled people right initially yeah and i think that's that, that what's interesting right is it's it's not worth doing the effort to go and create a flying person just for the sake of impersonation unless there's value to be had there and i think what we're seeing is because the, the super powered people are growing so fast um uh, fraud all, all of a sudden becomes like an economically valuable acti- value, valuable activity. And so if you can't go and create a superpowered person, create a copy of a superpowered person and, and get some percentage of the impact. That's right. And then but it's not just left with, you know, say Americans, American criminals impersonating American superheroes, but there's also a concern that internationally there seems to be an, an, an increase in the ranks of the, of the superpowered individuals, not just from their own efforts, but from trying to mirror the, the uh, say, the what certain american superheroes have, have done to, to get their powers right yeah so, so uh, um i think uh again a year ago i'm trying to think if there's any non-american superheroes i think there, there was there was um th- that that super genius that uh kidnapped bruce banner uh back in early 1962 but apart from that like, i don't think there were any kind of international superpower people like america almost had a monopoly on it and uh and that's changed and so now we know that Russia has superpowered people. China has superpowered people. Greece has superpowered people. India has superpowered people. So at least like the the large, uh, most populated parts of the planet um, all seem to have at least the the, the beginnings of their own um, uh, super people. That's right. And so that that just feeds into the whole point that we're talking. This theme that we were talking about about growth. I mean, at some point, what we know already, it's gone from being a relatively unique American phenomenon to being worldwide, um, and. You just got to wonder how where that's going to lead us. But um, well, yeah, it, it, just... it, it, spe- speaking of worldwide, let, let's go to our, our our second theme. So, the second theme I think is is um is, is semi related to that because as mm-hmm. we've seen superpowered individuals expand outside of America, we've discovered whole other societies and cultures existing um kind of right next to us that we didn't even know existed. Yeah. So this is a theme that we do, we're, we're discussing as new frontiers, where it's just it seems that you know you well. You'd think that most of the world that uh, the landmass has been charted and known, but now it turns out that there's um, undersea an undersea kingdom known as Atlantis, but there's also an under the Earth's crust uh, kingdom known as Atlantis. And am I missing another Atlantis, or is that it? I, I think I think just like there's two Congos and there's two Atlantis in the world. <laughs> That's right. And so, so now the, you the, Democra- that- the Democratic Republic of Atlantis and the uh, Republic of Atlantis. <laughs> well, so it's, it's three quarters of the world's that uh, the world is, is, is ocean. And now we know that there's a, a water 
based like an under, underwater kingdom known as Atlantis, who's to say that there aren't like thousands of other cities underwater, number one. And then number two, um, who's to say that there aren't thousands of other, un, you know, under the under the Earth's crust um, civilizations that well, yeah, are and, just and, waiting and, there? And, and, and we know there's at least two, right? So we know there there's the underground Atlantis. And then yeah. we also know the lava people also live underground and apparently have like a whole culture and society down there. They're not just like primitive mm-hmm. rock monsters. No. And so it's, um, you know, it gets in, it, it, it gets, it leads into another theme that we'll, we'll discuss, but not just yet about how to kind of address that. Right. Because at some, you know, given how fraught international relations can be amongst the, um, the human nations on the earth, like say, just look at Russia and the United States and how, how, how fraught with tension that can be. How about ones where you don't even know anything about them um, underneath, under the water or under the, the, the Earth's crust? And like, what are, what, what are we gonna do to, to say, enter into diploma, diplomatic relations with them so that we aren't at the, uh, the risk of being attacked by them and, and vice versa, right? Yeah, I think there, like there's two things you're digging into there. One is um, we, we need diplomatic relations with these countries so that we, we, yeah. we don't result in, in, in nuclear war and destroying each other. So uh, that, that's step one. But step two is your, your point of um, how many more are there? Like in the past year, we've discovered two Atlantises. We've discovered uh, two underground uh, societies. And, we, oh, and we've also discovered this, uh, this extra dimension that's like apparently like sits right on top of us that you can transfer back and forth between. Um, mm-hmm. And, and then in that other dimension, how, how many cultures and societies are there? Does, does, this, does this other dimension also have two, two of their Atlantises and a, and a lava people and a, and a Soviet <laughs> Russia and a, and, a, and a communist China and a, um, and, and a, and a, and a disentangled Europe? Like, like, so uh, do we just like, multiply the number of cultures by, by two by, by sticking in this other dimension? Um, uh, yeah. and, and, then, and then the question is how many more? So if there's two dimensions, are, are, are there 10? If there's one Atlantis under the sea, is there a dozen? Um, it feels like we're in a stage now where we need to be explorers as well as diplomats. That's right, and, it, and it's not just for the sake of exploring, but it's also because it's for our own security, you know. And and quite frankly, it, it's it should help you think that it would it would actually just be beneficial to everybody that you know we could have we, could, we might discover new technologies, new interesting, fascinating cultures. It, it's not just like I'm, it's, it's not just that we're concerned about being attacked by other unknown societies, but just that we could we could actually benefit from 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 a cultural and and economic and sociological change exchange with them. I would hope so. And I think there's there's value in us discovering them before they discover us, because especially if we go into the introduction of like um, of the, of the, we, we find these other societies, we find this this other Atlantis or we find this other dimension and we make contact and we do it in a peaceful way. We can uh, we can do all those things you talked about. But so far, at least on the the four that we've mentioned so far, all four of them are our introduction to those societies involve like uh, an attacks. Um, and mm-hmm. so it's hard to like, you're much better to start from a place of peace than have to like crawl back from like defending yourself from an attack and then trying to, to sue for peace. Yeah. But I, and I think though that it, they've been attacking us. It hasn't been that we've been like exploring and stumbling across them in, in, in a warlike fashion. So I think you're right. If we can kind of get, if we, if our interest is more peaceful generally, then we can come up with a way to, to approach them. But it may very well be that we actually have to like, because their technology technology may be further advanced than ours, that we have to like just and they may have say superpowered individuals that are beyond our abilities generally. Um, that there's such a there'd be such a gap between us, right? Like they may not 
be interested in having any kind of exchange with us, or they might just think that we're so primitive ourselves that they might just attack us or vice versa. Um, I think we have to like maybe figure out ways that we can approach them in a way from a position of say, um, to uh, be on the same level, right? And so that's what I think might lead to our third point, which is that um, and this, this is a theme that's come out um, from our, our for over the last years, focusing on manufacturing superpowered individuals, which is a, I, I think a, a, a favorite theme of yours. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I've been saying this from the beginning, right? That w once we discovered that you can create powers. We, we need to find a way to, to scale that and duplicate it as much as possible before someone else does. And um, we, th there was really nothing going on in that route for the first year or so after the Fantastic Four. But in the past year, that's we're finally starting to see changes. And I know we're still early days, and so um, uh, I, I can't expect too much. But already now we know, like, we know how Sandman was created. We, we, mm. we, we know the history of this guy and how it, how it is... He f merged his body with the, the sand um, through some sort of radioactive uh, um, catalyst. Uh, we know the radioactive man from China was created somehow with radioactivity. Um, we know the cobra from India had the ability to go and create multiple, turn more pe people into cobras uh, to get his superpower, superpowers. And so we, we have this ability now, or we're getting this ability to, to figure out how to create more superpowered people uh, on demand rather than the random chance that it's happened until now. Yeah. And, and I'm still a bit of a skeptic on it, as you know, because it's, um, we are right, right, right now it's quite random. And I think I, I've been skeptical about it just generally because it's, um, it's just, it's a, such a quick and massive change to our society generally, but also like, there's a question about, you know, like, I think you're, you're, when you're talking about scaling it up. Is that, is this going to be forced onto people or is this something that it requires volunteers? And if, it is when if they are say develop a superpower are they are there obligations on them that they're not placed on other normal people people who aren't you know turn into super you know turn into superpowered experiments and so uh, I'm curious about how that'll all come out because if say America Russia China India various countries around the world are going to be focused on doing this I just got to wonder how how it will be they'll be able to do it in a way that's safe and respects individual human rights and doesn't lead to just you know forcing soldiers to be to, to 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 undergo dangerous experiments just because they might be able to like breathe fire after after that you know what i mean well i i think i think you're coming at it from a very american perspective and i, I think it's all fine and good that if we try to do things the are the american way but i think we deceive ourselves if we think that everyone else is going to do it the way that we want to be want it to be done and so mm. we need to be able to respond to the fact that uh, the way China creates superpowered people and the way Russia does it, and frankly, the way Switzerland does it or the way Brazil does it is not going to be the same as the way that we're going to do it. But what, however we do it, we need to be, we need to understand what the way they're doing it so that we don't uh, shoot ourselves in the foot. If we, like, if, for example, if we just ban all superhero creation in America, mm -hmm. that's not going to mean that superheroes aren't going to be created. It just means that there aren't going to be any American superheroes. Yeah, and I'm not so naive to think that the American government and various governments of the world aren't focused on doing this, right? It's just that I, I'm curious to see how this will develop. I mean, because even though I, I recognize that in this wildly changing world, this is a reality that that we have to to address, and I think that it's 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 exciting. I mean, to think that about people developing these, you know, being developing these superpowers and 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 becoming 
why we consider to be post-human by being able to fly or being super strong or teleport or whatever. Um, I think it's fascinating. It's just that I'm curious about how it's going to be done in a way that does say preserve our own humanity generally about treating people carefully and with respect and respecting their individual rights. And so I don't think it goes so far as to say, well, just because other countries aren't you know, considering that, that we should, you know, do likewise, I think that we can do both. We can still, you know, hold on to our core human values or core humanity as we um, say, you know, try to figure out how to deal with and to respond to this new post-human world that we seem to be entering into. Yeah, and I, and I don't think at any stage that we're, in America we're not going to force this on people. Um, that's just not the way we do things. And I, I can imagine um, somewhere in one of those bills of rights in our Constitution, there's like I don't think uh, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson wasn't thinking about like, oh, do people have the rights to stop themselves from getting turned into superheroes? Like it wasn't on his mind. But I'm sure that if it was, we'd have the rights to either accept or reject these opportunities, and nothing's going to be forced on anyone. No, but I, but I, like I say, I'm just curious to see how that that'll that'll develop. But but that leads into I think what our our fourth and final theme is that we've identified through the year, which is that it, with the rise of superhumans and the discovery of aliens and mythological beings and gods among us, um, there has been a general rise in the technological check uh, to balance the superpower the, the rise of superhumans, right? And so um, we've seen that in the in the form of Iron Man, obviously, who's been the most successful. Technological, technological creation that can go toe to toe with these superpowered individuals, but also these these super scientist criminals that seem to be able to whip up these, you know, costumes and exoskeletons and what have you, and 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 ray and, guns and, and ray guns and and able to basically mimic superpowered um, superpowers number one and number two to 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 take on these people, these, these people who have more quote unquote organic um, superpowers, right? Like that, that are just, you know, the result of changing their bodies. Yeah. And I think there's something to this, like humans are really good at pushing the boundaries when they know something is possible. Mm -hmm. right? it, took a, it took a lot of effort to go and create the first nuclear bomb. But once we did, Russia and China didn't need to steal our secrets. They just needed to know that it was possible. And once it's possible, yeah. they go like um, it was. People thought it was impossible to break the four-minute mile until someone did, and then all of a sudden, a lot of people did. And I wonder if like the fact that these superpowers, like if you had said, "Hey, someone can turn himself into flame and like fly lighter than air," like you're like that's not possible until all of a sudden you see Johnny Storm and you now you know it's possible. And once you know it's possible, then it's a question of like, "Hey, can technology duplicate it?" And so I don't think Iron Man is possible without the Fantastic Four. Because the idea of this exoskeleton that can do all these things and like this big metal ball of iron that can fly doesn't make any sense um, until you see Johnny Storm and you realize, no, wait a minute, all we need to do is we, there was a technological gap in, in what we could what we thought was possible. That's right. And so and we've seen it. And it's, it's not only just like, say, Iron Man, who presumably has a costume designed at, at Stark Corp, uh, but also kind of like, quite frankly, regular criminals like not just super super smart scientists but people that just seem to be talented at, at engineering who've been able to whip it whip together these you know costumes or ray guns or anti you know aging guns and whatever it is um they've been able to do it and so i, I get your point that they've been inspired they've seen the future and they're part they're, they're trying to jump along with it and and to be part of it and what i find what i think must be happening right now um 
given the proliferation of all superpowered individuals, but also superpowered criminals, um, you would think that you know the American governments and and other and and other governments around the world are looking into this technology um, to figure out how they could use it to respond to these super to superpowered criminals and and to maintain some kind of control over them, right? Yeah, and and we we know they are. It's not a matter of like they might be like the Crimson Dynamo. Um, they built their. Uh, the, the, was, he was he was a Russian agent who who built that armor, very comparable to Iron Man's. Now he's now working for the Americans, but th- th- I don't think the Russians are going to stop. They're going to be like, oh, we we lost our super scientist that could build an Iron Man duplicate. I guess we won't compete in that space. No, they have like an army of those guys underneath him that are going to build their the Crimson Dynamo number two. Yeah, I think they, I think he might have, he might have left some of his notes on on the desk back in uh, back in Siberia, and they'll they'll figure it out. But it's like, but it's not just that. Like we know, we, you and I have talked about how um, the Molecule Man and the Vanisher were captured by American forces, but we haven't heard or seen them since, which raised you know some pretty obvious civil liberty issues. I mean, if you're arrested by um, if you're arrested by the police or 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 or, or taken into custody by an, by a government agency, you have to be presented but you need you need to have to to uh, even right to a fair hearing you need to be uh, allowed to have a public uh, public trial so you can see the, the evidence against you and the charges against you and respond to it and we haven't seen those guys and so um leaving that aside though if if they didn't just say kill them which i hope they didn't do they found they must have found a way the government to um neutralize their power so you can keep a guy named the banisher who can just disappear when he wants you can keep it under him under wraps and away from um, the rest of society, where he's, you know, obviously trying to cause harm. Yeah, I, 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 I'm less optimistic than you are that we found a way to neutralize the Vanisher's powers. I think it's very likely that the Molecule Man and the Vanisher are no longer part of this world. That they, 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 they were, they were <laughs> taken out and assassinated by the government. Because I don't see, like, if you look at the people that we have captured, the villains that have been captured who had superpowers and were put in prison, it's not like we did a great job containing them. Like they put Sandman in a cell where he went through the bars. They put the wizard in um, a cell and they gave him access to technology. They, we put the vulture in in a cell where they had had no roof and he just flew off <laughs> through, through through the open ceiling. Um, like if we can't think to put a roof on the Vanisher, sorry, we can't put, think to put a roof on the vulture. What the heck are we doing to contain the Vanisher? No, I hear you. It's just that, and I, but I, my point is that I think that we've seen that the technology. There is technology that's able to, to some degree, match the powers that are being developed by, you know, normal human beings, and you know, turning them into some post-human, superhuman kind of individual. So you'd think that, like, if you know, regular scientists or engineers are able to do this, you would hope that the, say, the American government is able to do this in a way to humanely deal with these people with these extraordinary powers. I would think they would by they would by now. We just don't know what it is. Yeah, and if if not, it feels like this should be a priority going forward. Which is like, hey, the the technological response to superpowers. Part of that is, hey, we build the Iron Man that can defend against us. We we build like uh, Doctor uh, Donald Blake's android that was stronger than Thor. Like, so we we should continue to do those things. But I think the top priority, more than anything, is once one is contained, once we have captured uh, a super powered person gone bad um that we're able to contain them in some sort of prison that's that, that they leave when we want them to not when they want to yeah exactly but else and also you know again we can't lose sight of our own core um american values but also our, our own humanity i mean i don't think that because there's such a huge problem we, we just we're gonna say turn to the the death penalty and and kill them but 
I can see your point that it's hard to imagine what to do with them if you have the power to teleport out of any place that you are. Um, but I hope that I hope that by now, by the time the Vanisher was on the scene and captured by the X-Men when they were aiding the American government or the American military, sorry, that they've come up, they had they have a way to, to neutralize that, that person, maybe to, to damp down tamp down his powers. So Mike, then it, I feel your, better what, about it. What are your uh, what are your predictions for 1964? Oh boy. Um, well, so in this past year, we've, we've covered, we've had exponential growth, um, new frontiers, manufacture on demand of superpowers and the technological response to superpowers in, in a check on their, you know, a check on the super, superpower balance. So what will be the next phase? Honestly, I don't, I don't know if it's just going to be more of it. I'd imagine that my prediction will be more of a push into space because it's uh, we found in the years prior that there are a lot of people of other civilizations that have taken notice of us ever since the fantastic four breached the um, the atmosphere into into space um and i think that that's gonna be the, the focus because it's more it's more it's easier to understand and comprehend than just thinking that there might be another you know dimension to slide into <laughs> um and one crazy thing, one, one, one outlandish prediction, I think we're going to see more magical stuff, I guess. And I, <laughs> for lack of a better term, right? Like supernatural, I mean, supernatural stuff, because we've seen everything else. Um, and, 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 we, we know, and we know the magical supernaturals out there, right? We, we've, we've seen the Cyclops and Pandora's box and Thor. Yeah. Um, so we know these things exist. Um, it didn't hit our top of our uh, uh, top. It didn't hit us so hard that we put it as one of our main themes this year. But it could very easily that, that could very easily change. And I can see that I can see that being expanding because it's just. Uh, I mean, for no other reason than why not. But uh, what do you think, Ed? What's what's your prediction for next year? Yeah, I'm, I'm probably not as creative as you coming up with the magic one like that. Like, like that's that's really great and a good guess. Um, but I can go through the ones we have right now, and I'm going to predict at least two more super teams. Um, mm -hmm. At least one more international super team. We, we have these international people. We don't have any international teams. I imagine like Russia or China comes up with like an, a full team of superheroes. Um, I imagine we're going to find more dimensions. Um, maybe there'll be a sky people or like, oh, how about this? A society that's hiding in Antarctica. There, there's another prediction <laughs> for you. Um, and then uh, uh, I think we're going to have the ability to create superpowers. My bet is by December 1964, there is a way that um, we can... For, for a very high price, I'm going to put it like in the in, in the the nine digits, a million dollars plus, you can create a superhero on demand, a super powered person on demand. Um, wow! And uh, and then and then I'm going to go with you. I'm, I think we're going to have power dampeners. I think we have the technology to stop powers from working somehow by the end of the year. I like that. Well, here I have a quick question for you though. Uh, international teams. Do you think it's going to be individual countries with their own teams, or is it going to be like like say a European team? Or is it going to be that Russia and China team up or America and Canada and Mexico team up with this North American team? Or is it going to be like just based on individual countries? No, I think I think it'll be individual countries. We live in, in, a, in a world where uh, countries are really, really important. And I, and I don't see that changing. Um, the only exception might be something like Europe, where... Mm -hmm. The, any individual country doesn't have enough superpowered people to, to stand on its own. And so they like Germany and France get together and create like a, a superhero that's, I don't know. Uh, I was going to say something stereotypical, but I'm going to hope avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited. I, I like these predictions. I, I'm, I mean, I have to admit, I, 
I, I think the first two years, I think I went through an extended state of dread about, about these super proud individuals. And, and I think to be fair to myself, you know, there were a lot of monsters and there was a lot of destruction of this, of, of New York city and other places around the world, but it's sort of been, I don't know, it's been, it's, it has been kind of exciting and neat, neat to, and interesting to, to witness this dawn of what I consider to be like a, a, the super powered age of the post-human age. And so I, I, I guess I'm, I, I feel a little better knowing that, that there are these, there, the, there are teams that have our interests out there that they're, they're, they're joining together to help um, fight against threats. And uh, I'm excited to see what will happen in 64.